causes my heart to beat more rapidly. I found and I find in my own life, I find that I can be on the plane going someplace and everything's fine and the person comes down and sits next to you and and what SOP basically on the planes nowadays or when you sit down to be gracious, you say, are you going home? Are you on business? Well, I, I normally say business. Oh, really? So they usually pull out their little laptop and it's they're doing all these little things and pretty soon it doesn't take long where someone will normally say, what do you do? I like to be the one to ask that question first because I found that when they ask me that question, if I have to say, I'm an ordained minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ, I find that they get sleepy real quick or, or they become real preoccupied like, boy, I've got so much to do. I don't think that I'm rude, but I, I, I understand. I don't know about you, but I find that when I share my faith, in the Lord Jesus Christ with those around me, I don't know about you, but guess what I find? I find that my hands still sweat. People still ask me questions, folks, that I don't know how to answer. I find that when I share my faith, when I share about the Lord Jesus Christ, and when I talk about how great He is and and the way that He has changed my life, I find that I can do that not because of not because of my potential. I can share my faith and be a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ not because of my personality. I can share my faith about the Lord Jesus Christ because of his dynamic presence in my life. Sometimes we think that we can't share Christ with people around us. I mean, we want to. But we feel like we can't share Christ because, I mean, after all, I'm not certified. I haven't gone through all the courses. And I haven't taken evangelism, 908. I want us to remember tonight and be encouraged tonight that I can share my faith, you can share your faith, not because of my potential, not because of my personality, but, but really bottom line, I mean, bedrock, folks, is this. I can share Christ because of His dynamic presence in my life. And what I shared with Joel as he was leaving tonight was thank you for your ministry band. Thank you. I don't know about you, but I sense the Lord's presence tonight. I sense His presence. You know, as far as I'm concerned, one of the greatest things in evangelism, I think, one of the greatest things in evangelism that the Lord has has been teaching me is this, that a changed life convinces people of Jesus' power. (laughs) I like that. A changed life convinces people of Jesus' power. Some of you have shared your faith before. Others of you have not. Some of you kind of have just, man, this is is a step of faith. And And I find normally in my own life, I find when I'm getting ready to take a step of faith, I find that there's usually a seed of fear accompanying it. How about you? Normally, when I begin to attempt something and take like a step of faith, what we're going to do, I find that there is a seed of fear that accompanies that. That's okay. It's okay for your hands to sweat. 
It's okay if when you're out on this, on this mission, it's okay if somebody asks you a question that you don't know how to answer. What if you get out there, you're like on your little bicep, you know, you get thirsty, you reach down, you grab that deal, take a squirt, somebody rides up next to you, let's just say you're, somebody just rides up next to you. They say, hey, what are you doing out here? Oh, man, my school's on a mission this week. Really? That's interesting. What the... Would your school do a thing like that for? You're riding along. The guy says, oh, okay, since you're the religious type, i got a question for you. What's the difference between infra and sublapsarianism? Just keep, keep, keep peddling and say, I'll give you Mark Tatlock's address. He'll answer that question for you. You know, I think sometimes, uh, at least my own experience, I'm going to give you my personal testimony just in a couple of things tonight, things that the Lord has, has said to me and shown me that, that help me when I share my faith. I'm going to tell you one very important thing that Almighty God said to me. I want to share with you tonight, and that is this. I want you to know that I have found in my own life that the most effective witness is not a perfect one. For a long time in my life, I felt like the most, the most effective witness is a perfect one. In fact, for a long time, I didn't say anything about Christ to anyone. I felt like, man, who am I? I got so much stuff going on in my life. How can I say anything about Him? I've got to be implication. I've got to be, you know, I kind of get my stuff together before I start talking about Him. The implication to take it one step further, I need to be, you know, kind of a a perfect witness. I need to know just what to say. I need to answer every question they fire at me. Now when people ask me questions, you know what I do? I just kind of go, <laughs> that is a great question. I don't know. You might want to try it. Because I have found that the most effective witness is not a perfect one. Folks, the most effective witness is a forgiven one. I just want to remind us that the world out there, they have had it about up to here with religion and Christianity. In fact, they've probably heard it all before. You know what they want? They want somebody to be real. They want to know that you hurt and that you struggle. They want to know that you are tempted by the same things that they're tempted with. They want to know that you're real, that you bleed. Sometimes people say, oh, you're, you're reverend. I tell them, yeah, don't be flipping out on me, man. I got skin and hair and blood and everything just like you. You see, the most effective witness is not a perfect one. It's a forgiven one. And those of us that have experienced the forgiveness of the Lord Jesus Christ, we are set up to represent Him. I love that verse. In Acts chapter 4 and verse 12, that says, There is not salvation in any other. There is not salvation in any other. There is no other name under heaven given amongst men whereby we must be saved. In Portuguese, the verse goes like this. E não há salvação em nenhum outro. 
Porque abaixo do céu não existe nenhum outro nome dado entre os homens pelo qual importa que sejamos salvos. Amém? Sei, eu falo português. You know, there's a little phrase, it's kind of obscure, maybe you've even blown over it when you've read Ephesians last time, but it says, without hope and without God in the world. When we disperse and when we scatter, as a body, when we scatter, remember that the world out there is without hope. They're without God in this world. I want to share another little verse with you that has always been special to me. It says, now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John. Remember, you remember the little passage there here with the Sanhedrin and all that stuff and they were being imprisoned and, and, and I mean, they, were real, they really came under fire. Remember that? Now, when they saw, they, they'd forbidden them to talk about Jesus, remember? And the scripture says, now when they, the religious leaders of the day, when they saw the the boldness of Peter and John, and when they perceived or when they realized that they were uneducated, they were untrained men. Implication, they were like non-professional people. When they saw the boldness of them, they marveled. And they realized that they had been with Jesus. Here's the principle that I began with that I just want to share with you tonight, and that is this. A changed life convinces people of Jesus' power. You and I are equipped to do what we're going to do. Do you know why? Because He has changed our lives. You and I are equipped. We have been enabled. Tonight, in my time tonight, I prayed, Lord, would You just again fill me with Your Holy Spirit? Would You anoint me? Would You lead me? Would You empower me? Would You give me an opportunity to be able to share my faith And the next time you open that door, I pray that with Holy Spirit boldness, I would talk about you. And when you're asked to be able to represent Him, just remember something. Speak from here. Share with people that it, when they ask you a question and fire a question at you that you don't know how to answer, just be able to say, hey man, that, that is a great question. I'll tell you what, I don't know about that, but one thing I do know. Jesus Christ has changed my life. And those who know me best, they know that to be true. Do you know what the ingredient was that these people saw in Peter and John? They saw in Peter and John, I mean, the Bible says they, they marveled. They basically looked at one another and they said, man, what is with these guys? Now, how come these individuals are so different? We have tried to scare these people into not talking about Jesus. We've told them, you talk about Jesus again, we're keeping you in prison forever. You got that? We told them that. You talk about Jesus, you could lose your life. What Peter and John do? They kept talking about the Lord Jesus. That's when the principle kicks in, you see, that a changed life convinces people of Jesus' power. That's why they said, and they realized that they had been with Jesus. They were amazed at what being with Jesus had done for them. They were amazed at what being with Jesus had done for them. 
in your time in the Word every day, even as you go out on your little trips, just be able to say this. If Jesus Christ is visible in my life and yours, and He is, then know this. You'll know what to say. You'll know what to do. Speak from here. And realize that you've been equipped with everything you need. Because a changed life like yours, a changed life, it convinces people of Jesus' power. It convinces them. When people say to you, uh, no thanks, you might try to strike up the conversation. In fact, in fact, folks tell me that the most difficult thing about sharing our faith is getting started. It's the introduction. So can I just give you a little secret what I normally do? If you're in the right situation, you might want to use this. Many times I say to people, I say, you know, it's funny. I, I feel like telling you something, but I don't even know how to say it. Do you know what 99% of the people say when I say that? I'm not kidding you. Here's what they say. Well, just say it. Spit it out. Huh? Okay, since you asked. Boom. That's, that kind of works good for me. I just, I'm just kind of honest. And I say, man, I'd like to tell you something, but... I don't, I don't even know how to say it. And they, they normally say that. Well, they look at me like, weirdo. Well, spit it out, you know. That's an idea. If you encounter people and say, hey, uh, listen, wait, 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 stop, stop, stop. I mean, like you stop you right there in your little verse. And they say, y you don't understand something. I'm, I'm religious. I I'm already religious. Then here's what you can say. That is so fascinating to me. In fact, at the college that I go to, we like study about religions and stuff. You do, don't you? Do you have that kind of course here? Kind of? Okay, well, you can... Whatever you need to say. That is so interesting that you say that you're religious because I, I am really interested in that kind of thing. And you can say, in fact... In fact, you could say... Do you know the difference between religion and Christianity? No, can't say I have. <laughs> it's amazing. Here's some things that I've just learned, and, and this may be something just very simple for you to be able to use. I tell people when I get an opportunity and they talk to me about that, if I know some religious people, you see, because I'm not religious. I used to be, folks. But I'm not religious anymore. And I tell people, here's how I spell religion. I spell religion like this. And they're like looking at me like, you know. For you guys will be, huh, what college do you go to? I say, I spell religion like this. I spell religion D-O. D-O. I explain briefly to them. I tell them, I say, let me tell you the difference between religion and Christianity in 60 seconds. What, are you interested? Most people, hey, I got 60 seconds. Go ahead. I spell religion D-O because you think about it, folks. Whatever the religion is in the world, you think about it right now. Come on, flash them through your mind. Whatever the religion is in the world, there is one common thread that runs through every single religion in the world. There is one common thread. And that is this. If I'm involved in a religion, I must do this and do this and do this and do that 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 and do this and do that. And when I get to the very end and like life is over, guess what religion does? Religion says this, I hope to God I make it. That's religion. 
But Christianity is spelled D-O-N-E. Because when Jesus Christ was hanging on the cross, He said it Himself. Those were His very last words. Jesus basically said, It is done! I did it! So you don't have to! There's nothing for you to do. I've done it for you. And that's the difference between religion and Christianity. I tell them, man, I don't know about you. Now, you said that you were religious, but I want to tell you something. When I get to the end, I mean, like I'm getting ready to bite the big one. I'm laying on the table. I want you to know something. This stuff's not going to work for me. I want to know for sure where I'm spending eternity. Don't you? Just a little method. Just, just a little something that has helped me when I encounter religious people of which you'll probably encounter these next few days. You know what? Been a long day. Been a long day. A lot of classes. A lot of things happening, so I'm done. But remember this. You are all set up. You're all set up. You have everything you need. I know you want to. I know you're going to. Just be encouraged by this. The most effective witness in the world, I am convinced, is not a perfect one. It's a forgiven one. And a changed life, just like yours, convinces people of Jesus' power. Of Jesus' power. Let folks see that in these days. Father, today's been so good. Oh, it's been so good. I would pray that You would do for us, do for us what we cannot do for ourselves. Do for us what we cannot do for ourselves. Thank You that because of the Lord Jesus Christ in us, we can be able to do what we're going to do. We'll share Christ with others not because of our potential, not because of our personality, but because of Your dynamic presence in our lives. Man. The grace and the salvation that we have is really amazing. It is amazing grace. Lord, we're talking sweet for the amazing grace. How sweet the sound. Why don't we stand together and sing that?